and welcome back it's to the Retrocraptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I'm your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, bud. Hey. Hey. How's it, how's it going? That's going great. Mm, so, you know, I'm backing good. myself into a corner. I have to leave all that other stuff in, or else it's not going to make sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Or, eh, or you could just you could just cut it really awkwardly. I could also do that, but I feel like that's somehow less professional. Hmm. <laughs> Professional. It's never what we've strived for here. Mm, no. So we strive for honesty, mm-hmm. empathy, well, respect, yes, and open-mindedness, and that's what makes us heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. That's what it's on the t-shirts, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, how's, how is you? Uh, me is good, man. I've been, uh, I mean, I know we have a few things to talk about, uh, media-wise that we've watched. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I've been really enjoying some of the stuff I've been watching. Okay, then. Well, why don't you tell me some of the stuff you've been watching? Unless you'd like me to go first, in which case... Fine. <laughs> oh, I feel like now I'm painted in the corner where I could be like, no, I'm going to go first, and then I'm kind of an asshole. Or I could no, say, no, no. no, you go first, but then I'm like bending no. to your passive aggressiveness. No, no, no. You, you, can go, you can go first. It's fine. No, you it's know fine. what? You go first. No, it's, it's, it's all right. you, I, really, I really don't mind. You this, should go first. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a Canadian standoff. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh okay all right I'll start um, okay I'll go uh, first oh oh god okay uh Castlevania is back Castlevania just ran its um fourth season mm-hmm. um I really really like that series I think it's extremely interesting it's really intelligently written there's a lot of interesting characters that are well voice acted um. And it's just a lot of fun and also extremely gory. Um, yes. But yeah, honestly, I I watched the fourth season and was just as excited and blown away as when the very first season of just three episodes dropped. And I have seen the first episode. That's it, hey? <laughs> that's it. Man. No, it's... Uh, I think it's a really good series. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Highly well, recommend. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I started watching it is because that studio that is making that show is the same studio that's doing the Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. uh, sequel cartoon, which just dropped a trailer and looks epic. Yeah, I was really excited when I saw that that it trailer. Looks so good, and like having Mark Hamill be Skeletor, like oh. we knew it was gonna be good. Yeah, but it's still it's oh. still better than we knew it was gonna be. Like, yeah, it's it's. Oh, I oh, hope he man, never. I hope he lives forever. <laughs> I I want to live in a world without Mark Hamill. Yeah, let's it's, not even oh, think about it. Let's just so blow good. right past that sentiment. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I was really excited. The art style, like, didn't. I was like, one thing when you reboot something that's really old, 
is is the artistic style completely changed right and yeah. it was really really nice to see that i mean obviously it's different it's a, we're using completely different technology but the art style didn't look like just a total departure from the original it looked very much um aside from a, a few like cg things um like it would, had the same heart that that old like yeah. shitty hand-drawn reusing as many cells as possible animation looked <laughs> totally like they didn't change the character designs at all really i mm-hmm. mean other than making he-man perhaps more ripped <laughs> um but like yeah it's got like the same like the one of the things i noticed was like the backgrounds have the same like color palette and sort of tone mm-hmm. as the as the original like you know the originals kind of just had like not, I don't know, not even oil paintings, but like like shitty watercolor painting kind of background stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Is that kind of like, maybe that's, I'm not an art person, I don't know. Mediums, but uh, I think whatever they did, they kept that look alive. And I think that like really sort of helps sell the the design to me a little bit i don't know I, I i just watched it and i was like this is this is excellent i I'm yeah very excited for, sure. for this me too yeah um but i will i will continue watching castlevania at some point is it long like are the do the seasons get longer than three episodes yes the the first the first season was like like an intro to the show kind of um it was kind of just like setting up the show and the characters. I think it was kind of done as like a test where they're like, we really want to make this Castlevania show. No idea if it's going to fly. Here are three episodes. And then Netflix released them and everyone was clamoring for more. And then they were like, Oh, okay, shit. Um, so the other three seasons are longer. Um, I don't think, I don't think they're, they're not super long. I don't remember exactly how many episodes though. I feel like probably like eight Eight, 8 to 13 seems to be the new normal mm-hmm. except kind of shows. they're not they're not hour long yeah episodes just to be clear yeah well that's good i actually i really hate how long some ep- shows have been getting yeah they like that was, it often feels like it often feels like too much hey it feels like they don't have enough story to fill the time and so they're stretching mm, yeah um I found that a lot with the Marvel shows on Netflix. Mm, yeah. I felt I felt that they were reach, uh, stretching to reach a, a specific time limit. And I felt that for sure with that Sabrina show. Oh, yeah. I I never... I didn't watch much of it, personally. No, neither did I. Because it felt like they were trying to cram half an hour worth of content into an hour-long slot. And just... Oh, yeah, cram isn't really the right word, then, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But, you know... They had every episode felt like it. It was twice as long as it needed to be. Oh yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, but that's why I was like really pumped when like Mandalorian came out and Wandavision came out, and they're like twenty five, thirty minutes, thirty five minutes maybe at the longest. It's like yeah, and they feel action packed. That's a solid length. Well, and then it like draws you in and it makes you want more, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just giving you everything right away. It's like, oh, yeah, here's a 35-minute episode. And you're like, that was really good. I'd like another one, please. And then they give you one. And then they slowly build up to, like, 
And now we're going to do an hour long episode and you're fine with it because you're already invested. Yeah. You know, it's so weird that that's how it works. Like having even like before you start watching like mentally, Oh, this is 25 to 30 minutes that immediately makes it more palatable for most people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's one of the reasons I put off watching Falcon and the winter soldier at first. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like 48 minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so long uh speaking of things that are like just the right amount of length um i finally i finally watched ryan the last dragon oh yeah which is an hour and 47 minutes long what Mm -hmm. a good runtime yes agreed i am it's not the best thing about it but it was one definitely one of the things that made me (laughs) happiest Okay. Well, how did you feel about it uh, as a whole? It's oh, been no, months it really, since we talked I about it. I thought it was it, really so. good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad. I it, it didn't uh like it wasn't mind-blowing. Like if I think of like the recent like leaving Pixar out of it, like Disney Animation Studios movies, I think I prefer Moana to this. Hmm. I could see that. Per- personally. Um but it was that. It was still really enjoyable. Um, and like I would totally watch it again. Lovely, yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a ton of fun. I do want to watch it again. I just haven't yet, but I will. Oh, now it's up on Disney Plus for free. Yeah, for sure. Can do it whenever I want. Yeah, that's the only reason I watched it. Is because they put it out <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, I couldn't wait. I don't know how I would have felt if I had to pay for it. Well, you never but- have to find out. But just like as a thing, as a thing that I already had access to, I was like, yeah, this is good. Nice. Nice, nice. So, I don't know. That's not really, I don't have a lot to say about it, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> like I thought it was really good. I thought Kelly Marie Tran did a great job. Yeah, um, she did. Uh, well, well, what about you? What else have you been seeing with your eyes? Uh, well, speaking of Disney Plus. Uh, I did go ahead with my siblings and get premiere access to Cruella because I was actually I didn't know it was I didn't know it existed. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to have a movie night with Mackenzie, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to watch the new Disney movie?" I was like, "What new Disney movie? What are you talking about?" He's like, "Cruella." I was like, "Nope, never heard of it." Um, but then I went and looked. It had my two favorite Emmas in it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm on board." <laughs> Oh, sucks to be Emma Roberts, I guess. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, I, I honestly like probably never will watch this movie. Yeah, it didn't really seem like something up your alley. Uh, so I, I'm I'm curious to like. So you 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 enjoyed it? I did i did enjoy it there's always a part of these kinds of movies um or even just stories you know in the vein of like uh maleficent or wicked where it's like this is a story told from the perspective of someone who you have only known as a villain right um where like it's it's best in my mind to for like enjoying and understanding to be like this is a new thing like this mm, is mm-hmm. Cruella in my mind is not related to that old Disney classic that I love so much. 
101 Dalmatians. They have uh, same characters. They, you know, like there are some things that are the same, but I think it's more a new movie inspired from that rather than like a prequel. Um, yeah. Because otherwise things just get, you know, you just start to question. You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Or like this should be this way or and stuff like that. Where like if you just treat it like a new movie that you're experiencing, then all that stuff goes away. And that's how I... If I'm going to watch a movie, I prefer to enjoy it. That's <laughs> how well, I yeah, go. Well, yeah, obviously. So. Um, I have maybe seen 101 Dalmatians once. What? And I think I maybe saw the, the Glenn Close one in the 90s. I think I maybe saw that one also once. Well, that was could, not great, so that's fine. <laughs> could not care less about this property. Oh. Um. But I heard a spoiler that kind of makes me want to watch this one. So I'm going to say spoilers real quick here. Okay. For those of you who don't want spoilers, plug your ears for 30 seconds. Is it true that, like, her, um, her, like, character arc moment, or, like, the thing that, like, sets, sets her off is, is that her, her mom gets killed by some Dalmatians? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. Yeah, I will. That, then I will watch happens. it. Is it okay? Yeah, because I heard that, and I'm like, are they trying to do like Joker, but for like a woman who hates dogs? It's yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, oh, that's been thirty seconds. So welcome back, those who didn't want spoilers. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, I do I do recommend it. I think it's fun. I wouldn't like I, I would say if anyone's like, I don't want to pay for it, then I'd be like, Yeah, then don't. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it's a just wait kind of movie. You don't have to rush out and see it. No. Yeah, I mean right like I, like I I personally felt like it was worth it because I had so many people to split it with. Yeah. Well, it's apparently getting like doing very well financially. Well, good um like they've already said it it's gonna get a sequel so oh weird there will be a cruella 2 secret of the ooze uh, <laughs> please please give me the 101 dalmatians tmnt crossover the crossover that want. we've been that we deserve quite frankly yes nickelodeon disney yep. subtle cruella, differences cruella wants to make cruella wants to make turtle skin boots um, oh, perfect! Yeah, we go from there. <laughs> and then she teaches up with uh, Krang. She teams up with Krang. Yeah, it's it's Krangella. Is there a celebrity they fuse? couple name? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Right, oh, right. oh. 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 Well, yeah. We could. They fall into the ooze. They fuse. Get a bit of a Doc Ock situation going on there. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. Now you're now you're pitching me a movie that I okay, want to see. Okay, here see. we go. Here we go. Because I yep. yeah, and uh, maybe then in the the threequel, she decides turtle skin boots were uh, too hard to to do because they're, they're they're ninja ninja turtles and she's not a ninja, so mm-hmm. she decides hmm. Maybe some rhino hide would make a nice leather jacket. 
uh, and uh, and maybe I get some warthog uh, tusks to make an ivory necklace out of, and then she hunts uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh yeah. I first thought when I thought about that crossover, I was I was I wonder how Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady would fit into this. <laughs> yeah, after she gets after she gets defeated by the turtles, she hunts down the last rhinoceros, which just happens to be <laughs> Rocksteady. Hell yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> she just turns into a poacher. Yep, that's sounds her, about that's right. Her, that's her villain turn. All right. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll check out Lady Joker. The the devil wears Joker. Uh, I watched a fucking weird thing. Ooh, you want to hear about it? I do. It's fucking it weird. Me. All right. What if uh, I had said I, no? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like too bad because yeah, it's there happening. <laughs> like, or you can hit mute, and I'll do this to let you know to unmute. <laughs> you can just talk to the viewers without me. I'll just yeah, lean in, listener. Things about to get weird. Uh. <laughs> We, uh, I mean, you don't have to lean in. You can just turn up the volume or, or do nothing. It's really up to you. Uh, I watched a new, uh, ch- it is a children's show, but it's not for children. Did someone finally make Caillou goes to college? No, that would be oh, okay. amazing. Though. It was a show called Hug the Sun. Hmm. I've not heard of it. And it is a web series. Uh, out of Australia, and it's done as a like sort of found footage thing, where like each episode begins uh, with like a little thing saying like, uh, you know, "Hug the Sun" was on the air from 1990 to 1993. Uh, many of the people involved are still under investigation. This tape was recovered from you know uh, some rubbish sale in 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 Western Australia, and then it's done as like a VHS tape of a public access kids show that was created by a sun worshiping cult. Oh. Um yeah, and it is so strange and so funny. Um the episode I recommend starting with is probably episode oh, was it 4 or 5? I think it's called The Dark World. Mm. It's the episode that features the Shadow Man. Start there, and if that doesn't pique your interest, then the show is not for you. But if you watch that episode and you laugh, then go ahead and watch the rest of it, because it is so fucking strange and so funny. And it's all on YouTube. All right. If you, just, if you just search "Hug the Sun" on YouTube, it's very, very weird. Yeah, sounds like it. I I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It yeah. It it definitely it's a it's a definitely a certain brand of comedy that like not everyone will be into. Okay. Like it, there's definitely a certain vibe to it. It's like it's a little bit uh, absurdist. A little bit like dark humor. Okay. Yeah. So far, it sounds like things I'm into. So. Yeah. No. It's. I. I think you'll. You in particular, I think, will get a kick out of it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. And and they're only like eight to ten minutes long. These episodes. So like. 
Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Uh, now, neither of us can remember. Did we talk about the new Mortal Kombat movie? I, yeah, I, I don't remember. I feel like we have talked about it, but then I'm not sure if we talked about it we during it the last air. podcast. Okay, yeah. real real quick, let's do uh, three minutes. Three minutes about Mortal Kombat 2021. Okay. The I'm most start a timer. Co- okay, all right, all right. Once, th- once I hit three minutes, I'm going to scream. Okay. Tell me when it's going. And go. Mortal Kombat 2021, pretty awesome movie. Lots of gore. I really liked all the gore. I, really sp- I particularly liked when the woman got cut in half with the hat. That oh, was yeah. fun. Uh, I liked what else did I like? Uh, the the Scorpion Sub Zero fight at the end was so satisfying. Uh, mm-hmm. I like how they they shoehorned in a lot of the video game uh, phrases and catchphrases <laughs> and stuff. So many of them. Oh you have to do it. You have to do it. But it's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what 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 did you think? Ultimately, it was what I expected. It was yeah good graphics. Um actually well choreographed fight scenes very much unlike the original yes. um but it was also a very empty plot with mostly bland characters because they didn't really matter <laughs> uh, they don't really matter do no, they the story was boring i mean like the story was about some dude but really it wasn't because the over like the arc of the story was actually sub-zero and scorpion yeah and I guess they kind of tried to tie him into that by being like, you are related to the Scorpion. Yeah. But he didn't really matter. No. <laughs> no. But that was just a big excuse to both start and end with awesome Scorpion versus Sub-Zero fights. So Totally. Totally. And I, I mean, I thought when I was watching it, because I had seen the trailer and I knew that Scorpion was going to show up again and say, get over here. I was like, oh... Maybe because he's having visions, I was like, "Oh, maybe he's like gonna get be possessed and like turn into Scorpion." That's what I thought too. Scorpion's gonna like bust out of hell and like turn into Cole's gonna turn into Scorpion. But it's like, no, he's just your grandpa. Yeah, he's just gonna show up beside you and help you fight, which was less interesting. He's he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Sub Zero while you punch ice that's holding (laughs) your wife into place. Like, yep, accurate. accurate. Yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, ultimately, I would say, like, this This was a fun Mortal Kombat movie, much better than what we've had before. Oh, Enjoyable totally. watch. Was it a good movie? No. Well, this is a bad movie, <laughs> as far as the movies go. This is... I mean, like, the grand scheme of movies, yeah. But in terms yeah. of, like, video game action movies, like, probably one of the better ones. Probably. Yeah. Most of them are very bad. Most, Most of them are very, yeah, very that's bad. This was, this was very not bad. bad. Like, I would watch this again. I I would watch the first part again. Honestly, my favorite part of the movie was the was the first sequence. Oh, the, the, tra- the, the tragedy. In Japan? Yeah. 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 It's wonderful. All right. Cool. That's, uh, that's Mortal Kombat 2021. I guess we didn't need three minutes, did we? We, we got five more seconds. We got five more seconds. Raiden was fun. We're done. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> I liked Raiden. Um, oh, so much better than the original movie. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Oh, totally. sorry, Chris. You did bad. Yeah, go back to Scotland, you fucking <laughs> Highlander. 
Uh, I think that's all. That's all the media I have consumed recently. Yeah, that's so, worth talking about at least. Speaking of video game movies, oh god, this is a video game movie, isn't it? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, what a segue! Didn't even plan that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're doing a little mini series for the summer called the Super Spooky Summer, and we're Ooh. watching horror movies. And I don't know if this counts as a horror movie per se because it's not scary and it's barely a movie. Uh, but uh, it is yeah. a zombie movie, so yeah, it's scary-ish. I think it was supposed to be at least a bit scary. It it, it wasn't. They failed. Uh, <laughs> this uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse. I put in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Actually, do you mind during our trailer break? Can I just go pee real quick? <laughs> yeah, go pee. Cool. Be back. That's cool. I'll just stay here. From the leading name in biotechnology, comes Regenerate. Another breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation. My name is Alice. I work for the Umbrella Corporation. There was an accident, and everybody died. The trouble was, they didn't stay dead. In the pursuit of human perfection, accidents will happen. There's been an incident. How bad is it? We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Sir, there's something in here. Infection is spreading faster than anyone could have anticipated. Seal the gates. Our men are still out there. Just do it. We're expendable assets. And we've just been expended. Now, those left behind must battle an enemy that will not die. What was that? We're gonna need more ammo. Move! I'm good. I'm not that good. They did something to me. They changed me. Wow. Yeah, it's a map. Resident <laughs> Evil Apocalypse. Uh, there it is. It's uh, technically a movie, I guess. Yes. This is true. What year did this come out again? Uh, honestly, 2004. Uh, let me just real, real quick look it up here. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Yeah. 2004. Okay, yeah. Resident Evil Apocalypse stars Mila Jovovich, Sienna Gilroy, uh, some guy named Oded Fair, and Thomas Kretschmann, who is the German guy in every movie. They need a sinister-looking German guy. He's they the go-to. That, they get that guy. Uh, as far as the Resident Evil movies go, this might be the worst one. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we've uh, we've done Resident Evil one already on the show. We have done Resident Evil one. Uh, it was. not good i you know it was not a good movie no no but i'm 
I'm gonna have to double check, but I'm pretty sure we made it creptacular. I think it was just it was dumb enough that we had a good time watching a bad movie. I have to double yeah. check. Uh, in Resident my, in my Evil. Mind, I think if I was gonna put like, like if someone put a gun to my head and said you're gonna watch either Resident Evil or Resident Evil Apocalypse, or I'm gonna shoot you, I'd be like, it's weird that this is how you choose to use your threat, <laughs> but I will watch the first one, sir. Thank you. Yep. Uh, uh, can confirm episode twenty two, Resident Evil, craptacular. Craptacular. Okay, that makes yep. sense. Um. So Paul W.S. Anderson stepped away from the director's chair uh, for this one. He still wrote the movie, mm-hmm. but he stepped away and he let Alexander Witt direct, uh, who is not a good director. In fact, this is the only mm. feature film credit he has directed to this day. Uh, oh. I think he's mainly a second unit director. Uh, uh, sorry, second unit director of photography. Okay. So. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so what, what is Resident Evil Apocalypse about? It does, it does pick up right where the first one left off. Well, yeah, what, so what, is, what is the so, plot? So I do like that. I do like that picks up right after the first one uh leaves off because the first one you know leaves off with some some of the nastiest sequel bait in cinema history (laughs) where you know the the men in the white hazmat suits come in they're like uh you know oh he's mutating take him to the nemesis program and then they you know send alice off to some test facility and she breaks out and she steps out into the city and it's been destroyed Mm-hmm. you know and you're like whoa what's happening can't wait to see that and this movie picks up pretty much right where that uh movie ends probably slightly before actually yeah it gives us a little bit of... a little bit tangential information about what's going on right yeah they overlap just a touch because it turns out what umbrella decided to do when they, you know, like got to the the underground facility doors and found the hive, the hive, that's what it's called. Thank you. Yeah. They got to the f- hive and found Alice and Matt there um, and just immediately put them into custody. Matt went to the nemesis program. Alice, they did stuff to uh, didn't ask them any questions and were like, we really yeah. need to know. We really need to know what went on in the hive. But we're not going to ask the people that just came out of it. We're just going to crack the doors. Yeah. Uh, so they crack the doors. Uh, and the, the D-Virus gets out. Wanna... Yeah, like they don't have security cameras down there. They don't have... They, they have they have a holographic right? representation of like the Umbrella Corporation president's daughter as the as the security system computer mainframe thing they can't afford to put like a couple fucking like a CCTV system in yep or just ask yeah i mean <laughs> yeah ask just said hey alice what went on down there and she would have been like the t virus got out and everyone is zombies and then immediately they could have been like oh okay let's not crack the doors <laughs> yeah yeah, I think they knew though. They knew the T virus got out. 
Okay, but like they, I guess, but they were like, we need, we need more information. Let's just open doors. Yeah, like they. No. What they had, they had to have known because both Alice and Matt got infected by the T virus. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. This is what I can't remember. Is so they've they've genetically manipulated Alice, uh, obviously at some point, experimenting on her with the T virus. Did they do that in between these movies, or was she always like that? It's my understanding that that happened in between the movies, but it's been a while since I saw the first. Yeah. So I'm not positive. I was like, because I know episodes ago. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I have not watched that movie since. Yeah, I mean, neither have I. <laughs> Why would I? Um, yeah, so I, I think, hmm. I also kind of get that vibe. Because in the first one, her and the dude are just um, their security. Right? Her and, mm-hmm. uh, was it James Purefoy? They're, they're, they're security and they're supposed to be fake married or they're actually married i think it was fake married i think it was fake married too but they definitely uh get freaky deaky in some flashbacks at some point yeah so it wasn't totally fake if you know what i mean bing um so yeah so uh she and she gets knocked out with the nerve gas when the alarm system goes off in the hive right and a nerve gas Mm -hmm. seeps into the house which is like a weird choice um yeah but anyways that's not that movie that that's this movie so basically this uh this movie starts with the awesome montage uh set to some sweet rap rock music probably uh yeah early 2000s going around collecting people uh to uh you know basically being like sir you need to come with us right now we're not going to tell you why just get in the car you know dudes in suits with earpieces classic action movie schlock crap uh and they right, get yeah. uh, they get the guy from uh, the chernobyl miniseries he plays a scientist in this one too mm-hmm. seems to be his uh, bread and butter just playing scientists cuz he looks like one uh <laughs> and uh, his daughter is in Raccoon City, and his daughter, uh, her car crashes. She's like a little girl. They have like a driver. Car crashes. She gets trapped in Raccoon City, and so he decides he's going to try and get her out by agreeing to help Umbrella, but then as soon as he sees the opportunity to, he's going to like betray umbrella or go behind their back and, and try and get his daughter out alive yeah he like hacks into the raccoon city cctv and stuff and like yeah is um it, it's shown that he actually first tries to log into his umbrella stuff and his access is denied like mm-hmm. his umbrella credentials have been revoked and so he hacks in and finds his daughter using some kind of search thing i don't know uh and she's at her school apparently but then she he like searches the city for whoever's alive to like make a deal with them yeah so the people that are left alive there's alice because she was wandering around in a hospital gown Mm -hmm. 
at the beginning of the movie, and then at some point found like some, a hunting store. Yeah. So she got some booty shorts and a mesh tank top. Like you would find at a hunting store. Uh, of course, at a hunting store, yeah. Um, there's Detective Jill Valentine, who is also a cop that only wears booty shorts and like a tube top. Correct. Um, and her character is introduced. She's listening to a police scanner uh, in a dark room, and then she grabs her gun and walks into a police station and just starts shooting suspects in the head. And then says, you got to shoot him in the head. That seems to work. If I were you, I'd get out of town. That's what I'm doing. And then her uh, chief is like, God damn it, Valentine. Coming in here, shooting up my precinct. You <laughs> no good, dirty, rotten. Stick him. And then she, you know, and then the scene cuts. Because again, you can't have a scene that's longer than like 30 seconds in this movie. Of course not. Um... So that's how her character is introduced. She's a cop question mark slash stars member. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems clear to me at the beginning that she is a cop. She is yeah. later identified as a as stars. a stars member. Yeah, which stands for Special Tactics and Rescue Squad. That sounds right. Something like that. Something like um, that. Uh, so her and. Oh, what's that guy's? It's not Chris Redfield. It's another character from the game. What is his name? Oded Fair. What? Well, who did he play? I don't Carlo, remember. Carlos Oliveira. I think he's from the game. That sounds about right. It's like him and his partner. They're uh, they're stars members, and they're get stuck in the city somehow. And then there's a, another well, guy. I think they work for Umbrella, actually. Well, they do work for Umbrella. Oh, yeah, they work for Umbrella. They work for Umbrella, but get straight up abandoned in the city. Who's the other Stars member then? That's the oh uh, the right um yeah like Val Valentine's friend yeah Sergeant Peyton Wells. I've got yeah, the IMDb. Peyton. I've got the IMDb page open. That's why I'm just yeah perfect. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and then there's an so there's like those two. There's Strap. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so he's. Uh, and then there's a reporter who's trying to get the big scoop. Right, she's got a camcorder. Got a little mini DV camcorder. And then there's a, the worst character in the movie. And it's not his fault. It's not the actor's fault. I don't want to blame you, Mike Epps. But my God. Okay, so there's a black man. Who is dressed like a pimp from the 1970s and talks like a pimp from the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And he gets stuck in Raccoon City because he crashes his car because he's distracted by some zombie girls walking down the street with their tits out. Yep, zombie prostitutes. He's distracted by undead titties. And he crashes his car. What? Yep. What? Um, mm -hmm. Why? Bad writing. Why did that need to be in there? Uh, and then he's got like custom gold-plated fucking, uh, you know, 
like Desert Eagle guns and stuff like that. It's yep. just it's the Which, worst. By the stereotype. way, um, like yeah, he goes into a like a police precinct or something, or oh, he goes he finds like a, a stars squad and they all like put up put up their guns and he's like, hey, chill, I'm black, and then. They like go to hand him a gun, and he's like, "Yo, my shit is custom," and holds out his his coat, and he's got the two gold plated handguns in there. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was Community, the paintball episode. Ben oh, Chang totally. Yeah, whips that's out exactly two gold plated guns, and I was like, "Yeah, oh shit." <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where my mind went to. Yeah, as well. <laughs> Which that little little detour in my mind Ugh. was a nice little respite from the movie that we were watching because it was bad. What a stupid. Fucking also, he film. doesn't use them, correct? Like he no, never he uses doesn't. those. He never uses them. Guns. What a fucking cock tease of the movie to like have him whip out these sick gold plated Desert Eagles and then yeah, because what happens is Nemesis shows up and right. they change his directive to eliminate Stars members. So he pulls out his minigun, shoots all the stars members, doesn't hit uh, LJ. LJ, right? Yeah. He's a civilian. Because he's a civilian. Uh, and so he, the dude's freaking out. He's holding up his guns. And then it says, like, uh, armed civilian threat level minimal. And then he drops his Desert Eagles and like puts his hand up. And he's like, uh, no threat detected. And he walks away. Because you can see his like heads up display, he's got like Terminator yeah. vi- Terminator vision, basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that character. Ugh. Yeah. Now, have, had you seen this movie before at all? Um. So I wasn't sure if I had, and going through it, there were definitely some scenes I had no memory of, and then every once in a while, I would see a scene where I was like, "Oh, I've seen that before." I'm pretty yeah. sure this is one of those movies that like one of my siblings was watching on TV and then I would like, oh, come yeah. into the room and like linger for a scene to like see what was what they were watching and then the scene would change and then I'd like leave again. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely seen some of the scenes. I don't think I've ever sat through this entire movie. Yes, I had definitely seen this movie at least once, probably in the range of 2004 to 2006 i would say at some point i watched this movie the okay. only scene i remember from this entire movie i remember nemesis existing i don't remember a specific scene from it but i remember seeing nemesis at one point i remember the scene in the church with the giant tongue monsters Ugh. where alice rolls in on the motorbike and i remember uh Spoiler alert, the doctor at the end gets turned into a zombie and he's in a wheelchair. And I remember him uh crawling out of the wheelchair and biting the main bad guy as they fly away in the helicopter. Right, yeah. That's what I remember from that. Those are the only three things that stuck out in from this entire movie. What an utterly forgettable movie. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. This is a very forgettable movie. Like, like, I don't even necessarily want to get into the plot too much because I don't, like, what what is it? I mean, I could probably sum up the plot real quick. Yeah, do it. They crack the hive so the T-virus gets out. They put the entire city of, Ra- they put Raccoon City in lockdown. 
and they yeah. start screening people at the gates to like let them leave. But then well, one man, person by the gate don't work. Clearly, fuck. <laughs> um, but here at Raccoon City, they take this shit seriously. One person becomes a zombie near the gate, and they close the entire city immediately. Yeah. Um, at which point, everyone is trapped which in seems the city. Like the, the appropriate response, though. Yeah, like seems, yeah. This is a, a world-ending virus. You see it near the gate. You close the gate. Yeah, that's how it has to be. It's super yeah. brutal. And like we're we're kind of positioned like ooh umbrella's evil because they're locking all of these people in. But like watching it, especially in a pandemic world, I was like, nope, I get it. <laughs> that yeah. was the safe call. <laughs> but but it's like you know, uh, the umbrella also created the virus in the first well, place. Well, yes, <laughs> and cracked so. the hive in a yes. really unsafe. It was a hundred percent their fault. But like, yeah, at yeah. least that protocol. I was like, no, I get it. Um, yeah. oh, what no, I totally. but then. Yeah, so then they do two things. Umbrella does two things. They have the city on lockdown. The virus is out. Nothing they can do. Or nothing they're going to do, at least. Uh, so they do two things. One, cool. This is a great time to test our nemesis program. So they activate nemesis to go kill people. Mm-hmm. As a test. Very unethical. Very umbrella. The second thing they do is nuke the city. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, as soon as we're done our tests, we're erasing all evidence that this ever happened. And Alice, at one point in the movie, lets us know that they already have a cover-up planned. It's going to be a, a nuclear meltdown at the power plant that wipes out the city. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, it's funny, actually, watching this, because there was one thing that I did watch also in between here and now that I didn't really think about bringing up because it wasn't very good. But uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead... His new it's uh, his new movie on Netflix. Oh yeah, I've I haven't seen it, but I've seen like it pop up. You know, it's not it's not not worth watching, but it's also not like amazing. Okay, I think it's like a five out of ten. Okay, that sounds like I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the one the one impressive thing is they cut Chris D'Elia out of the movie entirely after they'd already shot it and replaced him with Tignataro. Wow. Because Chris D'Elia is a sex pest and Tignataro is not. And she's the best part of the movie. But anyways, wow. uh, it has a very, very similar plot where there's these people. Uh, Las Vegas is walled off because there was a zombie outbreak. Uh, these people go in to do a heist. They're going to rob the uh, casino vault. Hmm. Uh, and, then, uh, and then fly away in the helicopter that's on the roof. Uh, uh, before the U.S. government nukes the city. Wow, that is and very so, similar, except there's a heist element, which sounds already more interesting. <laughs> yeah, except the heist element isn't even, like, the main part of the movie. It's weird. We don't know. Oh, is the it. heist just, like, the the excuse for them to be in the city? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, well, then that's dumb. <laughs> it is. It is. It is dumb. Because in this one, we just have a cast of characters. They're there because they live there. They live yeah. and work there. Yeah. So. Slash woke up in a weird lab and stepped outside in a hospital gown that was just held on by some tape and at the front yeah. and the back, but no middle. It's it's basic. It's basically just a very long bib. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the bib <laughs> that you wear if you're scared about spilling your soup on your genitals. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a crotch bib. Yeah. Crotch length bib. Except it's not it's not even a bib because it doesn't like go around her shoulders or her neck or anything. It's just like taped to her chest. Oh yeah, that's right. It's and then right. also taped to her back and doesn't have any sides. It was ba- it's basically just uh, like a sensor rectangle that they didn't want to edit in, so they taped it to her. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um Yeah. Which doesn't make which any is, sense because you, you see her completely naked we, later in the tank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that reminds yeah, absolutely. me. <laughs> one of the funny things you see i saw uh, in this movie was at the very beginning uh this movie is rated r for and and this is where the oxford comma becomes really funny uh for non-stop violence language and some nudity for for non-stop violence violence so it's rated r for non-stop violence for language and for some nudity but the way it's written is just with commas, and so it's rated R for nonstop violence, language, and some nudity. So there's nonstop some nudity and nonstop language. There's People only are some just nudity, talking. but it just won't stop. <laughs> it's a little grammar humor uh, for you guys out there. I think nonstop some nudity is what you would call it when someone wears a halter top. <laughs> <laughs> that's what crop tops are just, just <laughs> some nudity all the time um what's that right here oh yeah i did anyone else and by anyone else i mean you <laughs> find the action scenes just like unwatchable yes my very second note was all about the camera work and choreography and how it's well, like yeah, there's like to make the zombies look more like violent and like aggressive, they do this like low shutter angle thing where they're like it like makes the motion kind of choppy and and more blurry. Mhm. You know what I mean where it's like it's not like a lower frame rate, but it's just like the um the shutter isn't going as fast, so you don't get like smoother motion. It's like way jankier. Yep. And they do that so much. All the time. And then, and then it's just dark and like fast cutting and you just can't tell who's who. Yeah. And there's so much like shake in the camera, like it's handheld, yeah. but then like parts so many parts of it are also like sped up to make it seem like it's more action packed. But then oh, you're like totally. speeding up a shaky hand camera movement and it's like I gotta say, I have real bad motion sickness and I almost couldn't make it through this movie. <laughs> It, yeah it's like i just like stopped paying attention anytime an action scene would come on i would like start watching it and then i'd like look at my phone <laughs> and be like this is dumb i'll just wait till it's over and stop yeah which is stupid because i think that's like the whole point of these movies like it's obviously not for the plot or the characters like it's yeah. got to be for the action but the action sucks it was really bad yeah fucking unwatchable uh also i need to backtrack i need to apologize to Mila Jovovich's wardrobe person because she wasn't uh, in short shorts for the entire time. That was my bad. Jill Valentine was in short shorts. Uh, she had pants on. Alice has cargo pants on, but at one point, one of the pant legs gets ripped. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yes. And so she's got one pant leg. And then one half pant leg, but also the bottom half of the pants are still like attached to like her her 
calf or like right below the knee. Yeah. It's the weirdest wardrobe choice. Yep. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It does not make any sense at all, but I, and I don't remember, I don't remember it happening. I just remember looking up from my phone at one point and going like, Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> how is the, how is her pants staying on? What? Yeah, the that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> when she I was fighting know. fighting Nemesis was when I noticed it. But yeah, yeah. oh, what a f- fucking bad movie. The, the thing here's the thing is they don't get better from here. I've seen I think pretty much all of these movies at least once. I don't think I've seen the last one. How many how many are there? Do you know? Seven. Holy shit. Six. Maybe just six. I can't remember uh, exactly, but the <sighs> pain on your face. They get weirder. Weirder. In like a bad way. So I think after the next one, Extinction, which is probably the best one. Okay. Uh, which is directed by Russell Mulcahy, who directed Highlander and... Uh, a movie we've covered on our podcast already, Razorback. Oh, okay. Um, he directed that one, and I think, I think it's the best one from my memory. It's it's the best one. Uh, again, it's been a long. I probably haven't seen it like since I was in high school. But hmm. uh, because what happens after that is Paul W S Anderson comes back to direct. So he directed the first one. He chose not to direct Apocalypse because uh, he wanted to direct Alien vs. Predator. Mm. Another movie we reviewed. <laughs> Another movie. I, I think he's the most reviewed filmmaker we've done uh, yeah, right. on this podcast because we've done Mortal point. Kombat, we've done Resident Evil, we've done Alien vs. Predator, and then if you want to count his writing credits, we didn't, we've now done this one. Um so he did Alien vs. Predator and uh, Death Race. And then came back and um, directed Resident Evil Afterlife. And he directed the last three from there. He wrote and directed. Mm. Uh, and that's when they get fucking strange. <laughs> so I think we should press on with this series and just get through all of them eventually okay i i'm i'm mm, look we at least have to do the next one because like i said it's the best one is that the one with like the crows on the cover or something with the crows uh, in it? Uh, no maybe it takes place in the desert that sounds familiar yeah hmm well, yeah, sure. I'm down. I don't know. Uh, did you have any other notes you wanted to give on Resident Evil Apocalypse? I mean, like, I feel like we haven't accurately described how bad it is, even with just what we've said. Like, there's so much to it that's so bad. Like, nothing nothing about it is good. And, like, I just tried to describe the plot. The plot has nothing to do with the characters. The characters are just there coincidentally. Yeah. And, like, they're just trying to survive. And like yeah, so okay, so at one point that Doctor Ashmore or whatever gets in touch with all of them and is like, if you can find my daughter, I can get you out of the city before the bomb goes off. 
Mm-hmm. And so then everyone's kind of going to try and find this little girl. Right. That's how that's how all of the characters so that's come how together. All the characters come together. But I mean, freaking Alice, Jill, and the reporter. I don't remember her name. They were already <laughs> all point. together. At this point, Peyton had already died, turned into a zombie, and then had to be killed again. Yeah. Even Alice predicted that and said that that was going to happen, and no one did anything about it. Um, yeah. But those three get to the school, and um, either Alice or Jill, they're like, okay, let's split up to go find the girl. And the reporter's like, what? No way. Let's not split up because there's going to be more zombies in here. And Alice just like hands her a gun. And the reporter's like, I've never used a gun before. Like, it's easy. Try to shoot them in the head. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they split up. Guess what happens? Spoiler alert. The reporter fucking dies. Yeah. They split up, leaving the non-combatant, like, the civilian on her own. She gets fucking eaten by zombie children. Yeah. Like, pretty quickly. And then, like... Alice like hears her screaming and then like, tries to like run to her rescue, but it's like, of course she's gonna be fucking dead. You let her go on her own in a zombie apocalypse, and it just felt so dumb. Yeah, it dumb. And then when uh, also in the in the the kitchens of the school, it's where the police canine unit, yep. um, <laughs> is there the zombie dogs because they have to have zombie dogs again. No, yeah, you have to. I mean, like, honestly, if I'm watching a Resident Evil movie, that's that's got kind of expect. I want zombies and I want zombie dogs. Yep, it's the uh, it's the benchmark. Um, but so what Jill does is like turns on all of the gas elements and like runs out with the with the girl. Um, and then like, but she's actually like walking like an like an action movie star kind of like walking briskly but it's in slow motion and like lights a match book uh and like tosses it behind her like it's no big deal and then it's kind of this like partially slow-mo of her walking out busting through the doors the matches burning sailing through the air and the dogs approaching and then the matches fucking go out and they hit the floor because <laughs> that's what happens if you throw a fucking match you throw matches yeah. yeah yeah they go out so i was like Weirdly, I was like, that's really funny because that is what would happen. But that does not fit the tone of the movie at all. No. And then cut to Alice flicking a cigarette. Like, at the doors. And then, like, the zombie dogs break through the glass of the door that's separating them from the kitchen. And the cigarette barely enters the window and everything explodes. Which is at the other end of the spectrum of, like, that wouldn't happen (laughs) yeah um and oh it was just it was just such a dumb sequence i hated it (laughs) yeah so this is the super spooky summer and we're doing some super spooky movies were you super spooked by this movie at all this movie not even a little bit no it wasn't scary it wasn't even very gross it was just annoying (laughs) yeah yeah, that was the other thing. There's like, there's no, there's like almost no blood in this movie. Yeah. Like very, very little. Just nonstop some nudity. Yeah. But no, and no violence. Blood. Like there's a, there's a lot of like shooting and action and 
zombies getting shot and weird tongue monsters getting shot. That's what I hate about the Resident Evil series, honestly. I'm like, I want zombies, and like I'll take some zombie dogs, that's fine. But all these other weird creatures that they always shoehorn in. Yeah, like the mutants. Ones yeah. that have mutated from the T virus. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't, I don't I don't know. Doesn't doesn't vibe with me. Yeah, well. Tongue zombies don't vibe with everybody. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Ugh. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about it. I think it's just It's just dumb. It's it's dumb. It's not even like I feel like we Oh, the audience more jokes. Like it's not. This, even, we can't even make fun of this movie. It's so bad. Yeah, it's it's bafflingly stupid. Here's well, one more thing to complain about, just because I want to complain. Yeah, no, because I'm unhappy. So Doctor Ashford tells them how to get out of the city once they have the uh, his daughter, and that's that there is one last helicopter leaving the city. Yeah. Um, and so they have to go beat up the umbrella guards and steal the helicopter in order to get out of the city. That's the only way out. They get there. They beat up the guards. Alice realizes that the helicopter is for Nemesis. So Nemesis is coming. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Dr. Ashford, a bunch more umbrella security guards, and like the evil German doctor are all there. How the fuck yeah. did they get there? They were safely outside the city. Were they? Yeah, they left the fucking city. Like, he was on the other side of the gate. They got Dr. Ashford out. And then all right. of a sudden, they're all there, back in the city. A, how did they get back there silently? And B, why would they go back to the infected city? And it's so about the... to get nuked. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it was so dumb. And so annoying. And then they, like, force this showdown between Alice and Nemesis, um, which, like, she starts she starts to win, and he gets impaled on a spike, and only then does she piece together that Nemesis is, in fact, Matt. Yeah, how does she piece that together exactly? Throughout the movie, she's starting to have little flashbacks of, like, her time between movies essentially where she's been where she is getting experimented on yeah uh and she does remember last time she saw matt they were taking him away and be like put him in the nemesis project and he's starting to mutate some shit's coming out of his arm and she has like a bit of some weird flashbacks of being like in the hospital but being in the same room as matt for some reason and they're experimenting on them both and matt is starting to mutate and the doctors are like oh his genes are mutating from the t-virus or whatever and then she like looks into his one remaining eye and sees it's Matt's eye and it goes <gasps> yep That's and then so and then that like apparently also triggers his memories we don't really fully understand that but then he pulls himself off the spike grabs his huge gun and starts mowing down umbrella corp people yeah yeah so he turns to their side which was ah, there was no emotional payoff for that turn no, at all. No. I don't even remember because it was that like really obvious. In the last movie. Oh, okay. Well, he's like in the flashbacks at the beginning, but they like clearly say put him in the Nemesis Project. Yeah, and we hear that in the flashback more than once in this movie. 
I remember then, that being at the end of the first movie, but I, I do not remember that character's role in that movie at all. I mean, I, I, barely, I don't really remember the first movie at all either. But as soon as the evil doctor was like, activate the nemesis program, I was like, oh shit, that's whatever they mutated Matt into. Like, I knew right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It was really obvious. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think the audience is supposed to know. Okay, good, because I did. I don't think it was supposed to be a secret, but I think that was supposed to be like a character moment where they were like, mm. he was like, oh my god, Matt. So I guess what we what we needed as an audience was to give a flying fuck about Matt's character in order for that to mean anything. Yeah. Which we didn't. No. Because who's he again? <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I don't mm. even know. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only people I remember from the first movie are, I remember the captain that gets cut in half with by the, or not in half, but he gets fucking cubed. Right, of course. Or that guy. I remember Rochelle Rodriguez. And yep. I remember James Purefoy was like her fake husband. I feel like maybe Matt was a guy they found in the hive. Maybe. Or he was, was there like... Maybe he was like part of the response team or something. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think he was a civilian. Anyways, it really doesn't matter, and it never will. So, yep. Bad movie. That's that. Yep. Terrible movie. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to go first, or sh- or should I, or should we do Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, you go up the Rotten Tomato score, and I'm going to go ahead and throw down today's movie rating, which is, that is one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. One big pile of shit. Absolutely. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it 19%. Yes, that is appropriate. <laughs> which I think makes it the lowest rated no, uh, in the Resident Evil. Oh, in the Resident series. Evil. Okay, yeah. Okay, I jumped the gun on saying no. My apologies. No, it's not the lowest rated we've done. Yeah. If I remember Don't... correctly, the lowest the lowest rating we've ever seen in a movie we've reviewed is eight. <laughs> yeah, which one was eight? Uh, that was Captain America. Right. Yeah, that, that tracks. It was also the only one where I've guessed correctly. I think. I guessed something yeah. comically low and was exactly right. <laughs> Let's take a look here. Let's take a look at the collection. Okay, you com- so compare them uh, all. The final... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Resident Evil Extinction is not the highest rated on IMDb. Okay. Uh, the highest rated is actually the final chapter. Hmm. But. Uh... I'm going to go ahead and say I think that's false. <laughs> okay. Because I've seen Afterlife and I've seen Retribution and they're definitely better. Or those are definitely worse than Resident Evil Extinction. So, Anyways, doesn't matter. This movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next month with Psycho 2, I think is the... Oh, that's our plan, right? Okay. I think yes we're gonna do psycho 2 and then in august we'll do jason goes to hell and then that will be the super spooky summer Ooh. 
Hooray. I'm most excited for Jason Goes to Hell. And I shouldn't be, but I am. Uh, I'm also most excited for Jason. Actually, no. I'm most excited for Psycho 2 because I've never seen it. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. That is more exciting. Yeah. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell, I have seen it. It's fucking whack, yo. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's what we'll do next month. Until then, uh, if you like the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment, recommend it to a friend. You can find us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at RetroCrapPod. We have an email, RetroCrapPod at gmail.com. If you want to email in your thoughts, and there's also a Patreon, which is super duper cheap. It's like 2 $3 a month. What were you going to do with that $3? Probably waste it. Just give it to us. <laughs> we'll spend it. Um, and you get a ton of <laughs> bonus content on there. Uh, movie commentaries, bonus episodes. Um, yeah. I think that's... I think that's it. I think you did it, man. I think I did it. Oh my gosh, that was so good. So fast. Oh, I'm proud of so you. So fast. We really gotta pat out the ending now because we don't have. <laughs> only going for an hour and fourteen minutes. I Anyways, gotta spread it out. I gotta take a leak, so I'm gonna cut it short here and say oh. thanks for listening to the show. All right. Until next time, keep watching crap. <laughs>